We are 30 flirty and thriving listeners. We are over the hump. We've left our 20s behind because this is episode 30. Whoa! Um, my weekly reminder. Hey, baby, why don't you uh, uh, leave us a review? That'd be amazing because it really helps us. If you enjoyed the show, that's the least you could do, baby. Otherwise, if you want to support us more so, uh, you can visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. Anyway, let's get on with it. Here's episode 30. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every bloody week, Tom Lawrence and this man adjacent to me, and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we'll look at those Harry Potter books, and we use it to have a good old natter about all things Potter and otherwise. Tom, we're on episode 30, can you believe? The big 3-0, and we're on chapter 13 of the second book, the Very Secret Diary. Mm. How mm. the devil are you? I am well. Episode 30. God, I can remember when we were on episode uno. Oh. Everybody uno. Everybody play. You might get no cards. You might get eight. Uno. Uno. <laughs> and now we're on episode 30, which isn't a card game. Uh, what Spanish is for episode? Um... Oh, no, not Peliculo. Something like that. film. Ah. Episodio 30. Episodio 30. La diaria muy secreto. Secreto. (laughs) Muy secreto. Bienvenidos a la podcast El Potter Vision. (laughs) Mi soy Lucas Kirby. Y tú. Me amo. Salchichon. (laughs) (laughs) Salami. But anyway, I am well, Mr. Kirkby. Yes. I am well. Um, Yeah, how are you? What have you been up to? I'm bloody good, considering... Early riser today, no? (laughs) Oh, you know it. This morning, I woke up at 20 to 4 in the morning. 20 to 4. Yeah, this out the window. (laughs) 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 Spanish rooster wakes you up. (laughs) Hey... And it's uh, the reason we got up, myself and Martina, because we wanted to climb up a hill and watch the sunrise with a picnic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was lovely. Oh, A bit yes. scary at the beginning because obviously it's dark yeah. before the sun rises. Ghosts. Ghosts. Ooh. Yeah. Ghosts going <laughs> hoot hoots. Witches. <laughs> rabbits. Hello. It's very, very scary. But yeah. we had these, like, the, they're almost like these little mining torches on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. see where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> Go left. through the forest right. left, right, following this map we've downloaded. And uh, we get to the top. It's very snowy, but we get there and we have a lovely picnic and we watch the sunrise from the hills. Mm. And it was bloody lovely, if you don't mind me saying. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. Because can I tell you, in a few years, yeah. you'll be waking up in the morning going, do you want to do that again? And you go, nah, I can't be asked. 
Oh, can't be hard. Oh. What a lot of effort for such a romantic little moment. Well, I wish those days would be very far in the future. And I would prefer the thing stopping me to be me crippled old man legs. Oh! Rather than me spirits and me love. What a boy. Me? Yeah. I, uh, I went for a walk this morning. I've been uh, settling into our new home, you know. Oh, yeah. Snowed yesterday. Yeah. And we happen to have, I don't think I've brought this up before. Yeah. Stop me if I have, mm. a nosy neighbour. Oh, yeah, a few yeah. doors down. A little bit potty uh, is this person. They yeah. have, uh, let me give you a description. Oh, yeah. Um, remember the snake from Jungle Book? Oh yeah, eyes that swirl. Wow, spiral eyes. <laughs> yeah, spiral eyes. Yeah, eyes like that, and a Christmas tree in the front garden. Oh yeah. Bearing in mind we're in April. Yes. Yeah, a decorated Christmas tree. Brilliant. Yeah, comes banging on the door one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goes. Uh, you can only have one car on the road per house. Right. We got two cars to this household. Mm. And also, three cars when you come round. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, you know, I'm part of the household, aren't I? And so uh, we go from then, all right, didn't know, okay, bye. And we thought about it for a while, and we were like, how dare she? We got angry. Mm. Yeah. How dare someone knock on our door yeah. and tell us what to do? Yes. Yeah. And then we're like, well, do you know what? Maybe she's just a bit, you know, one of them. Oh, yeah. So we thought, let's not rise to it. Yeah. Because I was going to come banging on her door. I'm going to go I'm gonna go around her house and point in her face and go, don't you ever talk to me or my wife, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, or my, my girlfriend, ever again. Yeah. And uh, I thought, I'm not going to gain anything from that. So uh, another day, I was sat in my... They get the sun in the afternoon, yeah? Yeah. So I'm... In the on the front, yeah. So I'm sat in my doorway, getting yeah. the sun on my legs. Yeah. I don't know why I said my legs. <laughs> on Sticking my, through the letterbox. I wasn't wearing shorts at all. The door isn't even <laughs> open. He's just got his legs through the letterbox. He's hanging <laughs> out, getting a bit of a tan. She grabs him. She's swinging on him. <laughs> now, uh, I'm sat in the, the front porch getting a bit of sun, and her face appears. She had no earthly reason to be in front of my house. Yeah. Her car wasn't parked there. Yeah. Her house is, is like three doors down. Yeah. And she goes, nothing better. And I'm like, what the hell? I look up and she goes, nothing better than getting a bit of sun in your front porch, is there? So I can think of one thing. Doing it in peace, you mad cow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, nah. So then I thought, you know what? Just uh, just try and avoid her. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Look, it's not as if she lives two doors down from you. I know. She'll be easy enough to avoid. Whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. There's a lady who lives two doors down from me. We yeah. have a shared garden. She sounds beautiful. She, um... <laughs> uh, yes. She, I don't even remember her name. Oh, that beautiful. Yeah, which is terrible. Uh, but yeah, you can avoid... Hey, baby, you're so gorgeous, I forgot your name. <laughs> hey, did you fall straight out of the baby naming book? Because I forgot uh, your name, baby. Hey, baby, did you just come from my brain? Because I've gone insane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you can avoid people if you work hard at it. It's a skill you can develop as you grow into it. Well, then adult. you find yourself hunching a bit. Yeah. The other day, my friend was visiting. We went to the shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, together, and he came back. And I put my mask on in the hope that she wouldn't recognise me as I walked past her house. Oh. That's that's 
fear inside me. That, that's yeah. not right, is it? No, no. Mm. This needs to be ironed out with a well-fashioned dinner party. <laughs> Invite around, make some home bakes. Yeah, and at the end of the evening, I take off my mask and I say, it was me all yeah. along. Now you must like me. Exactly. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I say, well done, Jane, you sad little woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad little life you lead, Jane. <laughs> you've got, you've won. <laughs> now, Take your money <laughs> and run, Tom. What? Before I offer to run you down with yeah. words, yeah, I want to ask about your mug. Oh yeah, it's it's a Marauder's Map coffee mug. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, tell me more. It says, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. And when you heat it up, the the moody wormtail pad foot and prongs turns up. It's mm. cool. This was a birthday gift. From who? A man I know called Connor Hale. Oh, yeah. Bought me that as a mug. And it's a good mug because it's a really big one. You know them mugs that you can get a good drink out of? Some yeah. mugs are a little bit too small. You're yeah. like, what's the point making that yeah. drink? I'm going to get so little. Yeah. But this one, it's really going to quench your thirst. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. There's nothing more mischievous than a cup of tea. You think? Yeah. Right, that was coffee in there. <laughs> Even more so. Yeah. And the fact that when you finish it, it comes up with the, the words mischief managed. Yep. At the bottom of the mug. Look at that. There we go, right at the bottom. There we go. And that mug was full before we started recording. You're gulping it down. I was glugging. This is, this is what it, listeners, this is what it sounded like. <laughs> Bloody hell! Now, listeners who are not on Patreon, right? There is an episode of Patreon where we discuss the first film, and I do an impression of the screaming book from the library in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Up until 15 seconds ago, that was the most horrendous noise ever heard on the podcast. But my God, it's just been bobbed down to silver position because gold has to be awarded to Tom's glugging. Congratulations. How do you feel? Well, I... Uh... <laughs> I think I've set the tone for the podcast. You have. Yeah. Ready for a rundown? Let's hear it. Chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary. <laughs> Hermione is recovering in hospital and people are thinking that she's been attacked. But she hasn't. She's just been turned into a cat. Donde está Hermione? <laughs> <laughs> no sé, no sé. And now at the same... Es una gato? <laughs> es un gato? Sí, sí. It's possible. It's possible. Now then, Tom. Sí. There are no more attacks since Christmas. ¿Qué? Is this the game this time? This is the game. Sometimes it's sound effects. Sometimes it's just... Listeners. Yeah. Improv. Work out the game. You've got to figure out what the game is. Yeah. What's, What's the, the game? game of the scene? What's the game? Today, it's interrupting in Spanish. Look for out for the next game. Next week. Now then, um, Myrtle, if I'm Myrtle in the bathroom, someone's thrown a bloody book at her. C E. And it's a diary from 50 años ago. C E. From T Riddle. But the diary's completely empty. (laughs) What's going on with that? 
Now, Lockhart is sending dwarfs around on Valentine's Day, giving people Valentine's gifts. Harry loses the diary. Malfoy picks it up. Ooh, what's this, Potter? Anyway, he gives it back Malfoy. to Harry. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter goes back to the common room. Si. And he opens the diary, starts writing in it. He goes, hi, I'm Harry Potter. Hola. The diary. Soy Harry Potter. The diary writes back, hola, soy Tom Riddle. Hola, soy Tom Riddle. Hola, soy sauce. Hola, soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he starts writing, he says, I know about the Chamber of Secrets. It was opened 50 years ago. I caught the guy who did it. I got a medal for it. I got a trophy Jeez, for it. And he goes, I can show you yes, yes. what happened. Right? He yes. takes him back. Harry ben, falls ben, into the ben diary. Aquí, aquí. He falls into the diary and he, he sees the old headmaster <gasps> and then he follows Tom Riddle, the 16-year-old boy and he goes to the potions room and he sees none other but Rubius Hagrid as a boy. Rubius Hagrid Fue un chico. Rubio Hagrid, though. And Hagrid says, it wasn't him, it wasn't him. And he tries to kill this monster that Hagrid's got, but it escapes. It's like a big black spider thingy. Por Tom, por por And that's it. And then he comes back out and he tells Ron, Hagrid did it. And that was the very secret diary. Oh, oh. Yes. 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 What yes. Yes. Chapter. Yes. 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 Fantastic. That is, I too enjoyed this chapter. Mm. It was meaty. We had everything, actually. Mm. Quirky Hogwarts stuff, drama, mm. and then getting to this story, the chamber opening 50 years ago. We actually learned a bit more about it. I don't mind admitting this, but uh, when you were doing the reading for this chapter, yeah. I drove round to your house, right? Yeah. And you do it in the office, don't you? I do, yeah. I looked through your front room and I could see you reading it in this office. Yeah. And... Oh, I could tell it was meaty, the way yeah. you were licking your lips, yeah. nibbling at the pages. Yeah. You were rubbing your tummy. Yeah. <laughs> you have an all-round great time. Let me just say, this is the fourth copy of this book I've owned because I've got through three this week. <laughs> I've eaten it, I've digested it, and I've mm. had to buy a new one. Hermione is in the hospital mm. for several mm. weeks. My God. I think it's ridiculous that they can't cure this. Normal polyjuice potion takes one hour. One hour. Cat polyjuice potion takes seven forever weeks. Maybe yeah. if you haven't cured it, it should be like that forever. It's like smiling during a thunderstorm. Yeah. Your face will stay that way forever. But unlike, say, if this had happened to Ron, yeah. Hermione is spared the embarrassment. Because yes. she's kept away and nobody knows what happened apart from Ron and Harry and the the nurse. Well, what they say is people are coming because they think she's been attacked. Because they know she's got muggle parents. Mm. People come and it says, Madam Pomfrey gets her curtains out to stop children seeing Hermione. Mm -hmm. and look, there's no need to flash children <laughs> is that to distract. Is that how you want to start this episode? 
You mucky Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> Look, on the first read, I didn't think of that idea. On the drive here, I had the audio book on. I thought, that's a funny phrase. <laughs> I'm probably getting the curtains out. I write it in green on my notes. My, 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 my. <laughs> but as I said, yeah. Hermione is spared the embarrassment. Yes. Right? Mm. Anytime something happens to Ron, yeah. the whole school is there witnessing it. Oh, yeah. Ron falls off his broom. He, like, lands in the mud. His trousers fall down by his ankle. <laughs> his bare bottom is showing. And someone throws some carrot juice at him. The whole school was there to witness it. Where were Madame Pomfrey's curtains <laughs> when Ron was bitten by a dragon last year? Exactly. Now, Hermione, uh, though in hospital, is yeah. not falling behind on her work. Good girl. Doing all the homework, the boys are bringing her every day. Yeah. And Ron says, if I had this opportunity, I wouldn't be doing any homework. You're in hospital. Yeah. I think I'd have been like that. Do you think you'd be trying to get out of work? I'd be doing the work because, for me, I think being in hospital, day in and day out, is mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. My sister, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but my sister had a very premature baby mm-hmm. and she went into labour at 22 weeks pregnant. Okay. And uh, so she had to stay in hospital for months, for about four months. And I think it drove her a bit mad, really, because it was a bit like Groundhog Day. She was just kind mm. of staring four at four months. walls all the time. And she'd watched Moana that many times. Yeah. She gets boring. And that's a good Disney film. Yeah. Walking around the hospital, coming back. <laughs> Visiting the other patients. Yeah. What are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think it can drive you a bit mad. Bit. And, and Hermione's been in there for, like, a month and a half mm-hmm. at this point. I think it drive you cracker. So I would love a book to read or homework to do just to keep me busy. Mm. Oh, that'd be me. Maybe maybe Hermione could be making the most of her, you know, new cat body, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe she could be walking, letting all the other patients stroke her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she's now nimble. Could she get onto the Hogwarts roof? Oh, yeah. Jump about, you yeah. know? I'd love that, yeah. 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 I like to be a cat because they're so chilled, aren't they, and cool. And they just relax all day and they get fed. I'd like to be a cat. Yeah, maybe Madame Pomfrey could put out a saucer of milk for her. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Maybe maybe Hagrid would like to see her, because he's a fan of wild beasts, isn't he? Only if they're magic. I think he'd get a kick out of it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> for his experiments. <laughs> maybe Hermione should go into the, uh, you know, Forbidden Forest, prance about, you know, get oh, to yeah. know some stuff, get to know some people in there. Yeah, hey, that's a good idea. Hey, Bane, look at me. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, because she's like, yeah, she's not just, she's not a cat, is she? She's like a human cat. Like, I'm imagining somebody like from the film Cats, like Judy Dench. Do you think you'd avoid the mirror if this would happen to you? Would you be looking in the mirror all the time at your new cat face, like in wonderment? I think I would. Or would you, like, you see when sometimes uh, people go to Turkey and get veneers? Yeah. What are veneers? I don't know what veneers are. Well, veneers are things that go over your teeth to make you look like you've got uh, better teeth. All right, okay. But I think what people actually get in Turkey, they call them veneers, they get crowns. They file down their teeth till they're little nubs. Oh! And then they put a new, like, crown of a tooth oh. on top of it. They replace all the teeth individually. Yeah. Yeah. Why but in Turkey? 
Uh, it's cheaper over there. Oh, for turkey crowning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. when they file down your teeth, they tell you to not look in the mirror at your little toothy pegs. Yeah. Because it, like, disgusts you. Yes. Because I wouldn't want to look, but then I'd avoid, like, running my teeth over them as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people do get pictures taken and they'd, like, look in the mirror at them in, like, amazement. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't bear looking at that. I would never be able to open my mouth, see a mouthful of popcorn kernels mm-hmm. and smile <laughs> it would be horrific to anybody surely but to answer your question about being a cat yes i would look as long as i think as long as i knew there was an end end of this you know if i knew that i was going to be human again i'd be like yeah i'm gonna make the most of this yeah i'm a cat what could a cat do that uh you couldn't do the oh. jumping about jumping about Sneaking into other people's homes and being fed. Yeah. Just sleeping on the bed all day. No expectation. With a dog, you walk them, don't you? However, in this scenario, you would have this body, you'd just be hairy with a bit of a cat's face. So if you tried to knock on someone's door (laughs) and they came to the door and you were like, look at me, I'm a cat, may I come in, will you feed me? And you start rolling around on their bed. And if they allowed this, I'd be like, you're in danger. Yeah. For someone to let you in their home to do that, something's yeah. not right there. Mm, that's true. Well, maybe, Tom, I've not thought it through. Mm. I admit that. Mm. But I'd give it a go. I'd do a bit of cold calling. And if I knocked on a hundred doors, I think two or three would let me in and give me a fuss. <laughs> Knocking on doors. Look at me. I'm a cat of a man. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing. But me... I would only be a Lucas cat. See, Lucas nowadays, he's very catty. Oh, meow. <laughs> Whereas I would only be a Lucas cat, you would be a Tomcat. That's true. Be I'd be Thomas O'Malley, the alley cat. Oh, yeah, from Aristocats. I'd be hanging out with uh, other cats, you know, single-parent families, you yeah. know, entertaining their kids, taking them to midnight jazz yeah. clubs, <laughs> what the getting one? them lost in the countryside of France. There's a lot of cats named after Tom. Tom and Jerry, Thomas O'Malley the Alley Cats, cats of people I know called Tom named after Tom and Jerry. Mm. What is it about Tom that screams cat? You've got whiskers. It's a, it's a, this is my Merlin beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners who aren't aware, I've grown a long whitish beard. Yeah, um, bobble down the middle. Beads mm. hanging down from it. Half moon specs. Half moon specs. I've got a, a new. Uh, I've got a new role that I'm going to be filming for yeah. soon. It's a, a Jimmy Savile documentary. <laughs> <God's sake. laughs> now Hermione in this hospital. Yeah. Has under her pillow. Go on. A get well soon card. I'm from listening. Gilderoy. Yeah. Lockhart. Him. Okay. Now, fair enough, he sent her a Get Well Soon card. That's lovely. She fancies him, so she's going to keep it. Gilderoy, te amo. Te amo, Gilderoy. <laughs> but why does she keep it under a pillow? I, don't, I, don't, I think that'd make it very uncomfortable having a card under your pillow. No, quick access. Give me that card. I want to read it again right now. I want to hug it quick back under the pillow. Oh, very good. Well, because... I don't know if you watch James Bond films, but... Not allowed. One of it, are you not? <laughs> too, uh, too racy or too violent? Well, I asked my dad when I was a little boy. He said no. He said, uh, 
I said, when? And he'll say, I'll tell you when. Never told me. So you've never watched him? No. Aren't you good? Aren't you good? But he's, part of his character is he keeps a gun under his pillow. Does he? I think that'd be very uncomfortable. I think your pillow's too thin. I do like a thin pillow. I could put a packed lunch under my pillow and feel it. Really? <laughs> Would it be sandwiched in between two pillows? or you? How many pillows do you have? One behind my head. Yeah. Another one that I... <laughs> I don't know if this is odd, but I'll either put between my knees or I'll, I'll clutch it to myself. Yes. Is that That's odd? very odd, is I it? think. What, to have one pillow behind your head? Yeah. And one between your knees? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I like, I've not heard of anything like that. I like wrestle with it throughout the night and punch it. <laughs> <laughs> right, listeners, if you have another pillow that is anywhere away from your head at night, let us know. We want to know, is it in your legs? I think it's common. It's common. Damn. It's the adult teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show is full of innuendo today. <laughs> now. Yes. Harry hears a scream. It's Filch. And immediately, he runs to the scene of the crime. Mm. What is wrong with this kid? Yeah. Like, it always gets you in trouble when you hear a scream running to the scene of the crime. Because yeah. being the first one there, it looks like yeah. you, you're the guilty one. You're under suspicion for attacking students. Mm. If I hear a scream, I'm going the other way. Yeah. Someone else can deal with that scream today. Or, you know, just... Hold back a bit, get a bit yeah. of an alibi. Are you in that scream? I'll go with you. Hey, yeah. Hufflepuffs, can I join you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's just there running. I think he loves the drama. Mm. He thinks, ooh, have I been the centre of attention today? Mm. No, I'm going to run towards the screen before anybody else gets there first. <laughs> it's Filch. Ooh. He's cleaning something up. Someone's made another mess for me, you bloody mop-up. Load of water on the floor. Yeah, Harry and Ron, they immediately run into Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Whoa! Oh, listen to me moan, she says. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they go in the bathroom mm -hmm. and someone has thrown a book at her. Mm -hmm. And Harry, very insensitive, goes, well... It's not as if you could feel it. Not as if you could feel it, Moaning Myrtle. But have you not forgotten? You're mm. dead. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. You wouldn't feel a book going through you. And she's like, come on, that's a yeah. rude thing to say. And Harry, like, surely he knows that words do hurt. Yeah. Because people <clears throat> say mean <clears throat> things to him all the time. Yeah. And he's so hot-tempered, he's always reaching for his wand. Yeah. Screaming at people. Yeah. Like, fighting. But, oh, there's other people. You're dead, don't matter. You're yeah. done. You're done. And here is a lesson for Harry Potter and any other unfeeling humans that might be listening to this podcast. If someone's feeling upset or feeling a bad emotion and you don't understand their reasoning for feeling that emotion, don't question it. Just mm. empathise. Yeah. Just because you don't understand how somebody feels yeah. doesn't mean you should say, oh, well, cheer up, that, you know, <laughs> what's wrong with that? Do you know what this situation calls for? Bit of bloody devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> That'll cheer him right up. But the thing is, even if it doesn't go through you, it's also the thing of, I would flinch. Mm. If I was a ghost and knew that nothing could hit yeah. me, if I saw a book flying towards my face, I'd, I'd flinch out of the way. Yeah, if you, if you walked in here today yeah. and you went, someone just thrown a book at me, it didn't hit me, went past me, but it's really shaking me. But not as if it hit you. What did you do to upset them anyway to make them throw a book at you? Yeah. Uh, 
not the res- not the welcome I was expecting, but uh, the response you should go for is, "Oh, that's terrible! I would be upset if somebody threw a book at me." Can I run you a bath? Can I run you a bath? There's plenty of water. You don't want it? Fine. Do you mind if I have it? <laughs> I've run it now. <laughs> now, um, and then lines later, we find out that Moaning Myrtle is a liar. Yes. No one threw at her. No. She goes, I was sitting in the U-bend. Yeah. And, and it came, well, it dropped on my head. All right, so what you're telling me is, you're, you're for some reason in the, um, yeah. the plumbing of a toilet. Yeah. And someone put a book in a toilet <laughs> and you've taken it personally. Somebody last week threw mm. a shit at me. <laughs> Today. <laughs> I was sitting in the U-bend. <laughs> suddenly shit <laughs> went through my head. <laughs> About seven or eight times a day, a student will throw shit at me. Well, you're living in a toilet. Today, <laughs> someone pissed in my mouth. <laughs> right, what were you doing? I was laying some bushes. <laughs> mouth agape. <laughs> Last Thursday, a very nerdy boy headbutted me. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, some bullies put his head down the toilet <laughs> and it hit me. I had my first kiss the other day. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hanging in a toilet, things are going to get thrown at you. <laughs> And nine times out of ten, it's going to be fecal. Have a bit of self-respect. Yeah. Into a toilet. Yeah. Like other ghosts, you know, like, like taking the castle, yeah. floating about. She's just focusing on this bathroom, in and yeah. out of the toilets. Like, alive or, like, you know, if she's got such a problem about people throwing books at her, yeah. which they didn't, yeah. she should feel the same disgust passing yeah. through sewage pipes. Yeah. Honestly, she should be floating around that lovely bath. That Harry goes into in book four. Mm. Why, why aren't she moping around there? Well, reading the dialogue, it made me realise what an amazing <clears throat> job um, Shirley Henderson did in the film. Yes, the I, actress. I, I don't think anyone else could have brought that character to life like that. No, especially not a, a child. A child. <laughs> <laughs> the only criticism I have is that Shirley Henderson, God love her, looks in her 40s mm. in that film. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I don't think so. I'm not looking at Moni Myrtle in the film. I'm thinking that that's a teenage girl. <laughs> I am. Are you? Yeah. Right. Fair enough. And I've written Shirley Henderson a lot of letters about <laughs> that since. So, well done. <laughs> well done, Shirley! Yeah, don't sit in the U-Bend. It's embarrassing. Harry, right, so she goes, someone threw a book in the toilet. Yeah. And Harry goes, someone threw a book in the toilet. Where? <laughs> yeah. She goes, it's over there now. He goes, <laughs> jumps on it. Can't wait to grab a toilet, a book that's been in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. We're all right, under the tire. Look at this book. Oh, look, look, it's empty. Yeah, it's empty. Oh, there must be something special about this book if someone put it in the toilet. No, mate. It's a, it's a book that no one wanted to put in the toilet. Oh, look, 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 look. <laughs> he has a weird fascination with it and I think later on it hints at the fact that it may somehow because yeah. it's like Harry didn't know why but he was always absently, absentmindedly flicking through the pages yeah. felt compelled to read it and it does give the impression that he might have been 
enchanted in some way to be besotted with this book. But like, he runs over, he grabs it, yeah. Yeah. He grabs it. Ron goes, don't, mate, it might be dangerous. And he's like, ha, 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 how could it ever be dangerous? Good in shit. <laughs> Have you heard of fecal diseases? If dog poo makes you go blind... What's, gonna, what's human poo going to do? What's human poo going to do? <laughs> it's going to be one of the senses. But, like, he says, dangerous, Harry laughed. Come off it. How could it be dangerous? Yeah. Harry, have you lost your mind? Because I'll help you find it. You're living in the wizarding world. Anything can be dangerous. Yeah. Like, it could be bewitched. What if, the, what if it's the book from the film that screams at you? <laughs> You're giving, you're giving Patreon content away for free now. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's like, on the one hand, he accepts every single piece of magical thing that he sees, but then he can't believe anything he doesn't see. <coughs> oh, yeah, this can do this. <laughs> believe that when I see it. Yeah. Harry, books can be dangerous. 110%. Immediately, he sees a book that's dropped in the toilet, yeah. and he's besotten with it. He's yes. Like, and he's like, oh, look at this book. Oh. What next? <laughs> he's in bed with the toilet brush. <laughs> <laughs> look, someone threw this chuddy away. Is he going to be going in that, you know, that white special bin that's in the girls' toilets? Oh, God, I hope not. That <laughs> <laughs> bloody well, I hope not. Mm. But, like, gross... Uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Maybe I did once. But once in primary school... Yeah. I found half a pack of fruit pastels outside in a puddle. Yumma, yumma. <laughs> Guess what old Tommy Laurie did? You didn't eat them. Picked them up, ate them. Oh, they're not even oh. individually wrapped. Yeah, and they're half open. Oh. Yeah, so I'm eating them, yeah? At best, I would remove the end one. As a child. Maybe I did. Who knows? Yeah. Flash forward... Yeah, a few years, I mean, high oh, school, yeah. I find a packet of chewing gum in a puddle. Yeah. Wet. Learned my lesson, though. I did not eat them. Mm-hmm. Picked them up still, though, and started handing them out to people, going, want us free chewing gum? Free chewing gum? And people are like, I can't believe this generosity. Tom is the guy who always says no. Here yeah. he is, freely handing out <laughs> chewing gum. They should be suspicious. Yeah, they had every right to be. Very good. Very good. But glad what, that you what, slowly What's learning. the moral? If you are going to pick some food up off the floor, make someone else eat it. Yes. Don't eat it yourself. Don't eat it yourself. Use it as an opportunity to make people think you're generous. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Can I pose a question? Please. How does nobody know that Voldemort's name used to be called Tom Riddle? Yeah. Why is that a secret? Because I would imagine every wizard worth it worth his onions. Especially Hermione. Especially Hermione. She must have read in some book, oh, Voldemort. She's never read called, about Voldemort? Yeah, used to be called Tom Riddle. Surely that'd be the thing you'd read about most. Are, yeah. we, are we imagining that in the wizarding world, no one's written any text about him, like they're trying yeah. to forget about him? I feel that's untrue. All those modern history books they read last year to do with Nicholas Flamel, trying to find Nicholas Flamel in all these books. Nicholas Flamel. And there wasn't one word about Voldemort. Yeah. Oh, he was Tom Riddle. He grew up in this time. And he, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Very strange. I do feel like this is one of those things that has an explanation, but we're ignorant of it. Mm. So somebody at home listening, tell us if you know. Enlighten us. Mm. And then they, so they find out his name. Yeah. This is Tom Riddle's diary. Yeah? 
<laughs> yeah. He was, 50 years ago, he was given a special award. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was Tom Riddle's special award? What did he do? Yeah. What did he do to get this special award? Ron says, maybe he murdered Moaning Myrtle. Would have done everyone a favour. Is that funny? These are escalating. <laughs> These comments are escalating everywhere. I've had concerns for about seven chapters. <laughs> and this is the worst one. This is somebody who has died. <laughs> who has been murdered in a bathroom. Maybe he stopped a teenage girl from growing up. Yeah. Maybe And like, you know, never having a family. Yeah. Maybe he forced a girl to be trapped in a school toilet for the rest of eternity. Yeah. That's, that'd be great if he did that. Yeah. Maybe you should have been in Slytherin, Ron. Yeah. Maybe you should have been in Slytherin. Because she is the girl that died 50 years ago, isn't she? Defo, it's got to be. Defo, yeah. So, Ron... Just step back and calm yourself down. A nice thing to say, Ron. Yeah. Don't we all think you're great for saying that? Yeah. Look how much Hermione and Harry are laughing. Not at all. No. But now they think you're cool, don't they? Not really. Lost a bit of respect for you? Probably. Like, why does he always have to reach for the most dark things to say? Yeah. He wants that shock value. I'm the shocking one of the group. <clears throat> Mate, you're an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> there are these people out there that always want to shock you or they always want to be crazy and do things different. Yeah. I remembered something from my past, right? Oh, yeah. When I was young, I used to do things called Lambda Exams, the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art Exams. Mm. And they're a bit like music exams, but for drama. In uh, Germany, they're the Glander Exams. Glander Exams, exactly. <laughs> But so instead of playing the flute, you'd read poems or you'd perform acting monologues, yeah. blah, 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 right? And I remembered the other day that now it was a drama club, so most of the people taking these exams were children, right? Mm. But because if you were an adult wanting to take them, you still had to do it through an official exam centre, right? Which we were. And there was a guy who came in and he goes, I'm doing me exam. I've got three pieces, but as a twist, I'm going to do all of my pieces in the style of John Cleese, specifically in Faulty Towers. So one of the pieces, you have to do a Shakespearean sonnet. He did that as John Cleese. In one of them, uh, you had to do a 19th century play. He did that as John Cleese. And in one, he had to do a modern monologue and he did that as John Cleese, where he would throw chairs around the room, go mad, hit things with a, a branch, as John Cleese in this exam. Funny. We just heard it. Because <laughs> you're not allowed to be... It's only the room with him and the examiner. But everybody else is waiting in the room next door and we can just hear... Sake, <laughs> but but to the style of like, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? And then like just the thwacking of a branch against a, a wall. It's just something like David Brent would do. Though. Yes, a hundred percent. I think if he hadn't mentioned the John Cleese thing, people had been like, "What passion!" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe would, that was his downfall. He mentioned it. They might not even put two and two together. No. Another thing that made me laugh was yeah. they're examining this diary. And they go, oh, uh, a news agent's in Vauxhall Road, London. That's where it was born. Yeah. And that's where it was bought. And he Harry mu- says... He must be muggle-born. Must be muggle-born? Yeah. No wizard would ever have any reason to be on Vauxhall Road. Yeah, they would. Yeah. To live there. Yeah. 
Wizards live amongst muggles, use muggle shops all the time. Yeah. Do you know what? The moment I knew Colin Creevy was muggle-born was when I spotted him coming out of WH Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was when I knew he was coming out with a, a new diary <laughs> and uh, one of those fancy pens from the front of the counter and a new muggle-born. Why would he be in there otherwise? <laughs> Now, if this was not a more perfect opportunity to go and talk to Dumbledore... Yes. I can't think of one. Yes. So, they've got more evidence than ever. They've got a diary that someone's ditched. Yes. It belonged to uh, someone who, you know, received a special award. Someone's trying to get rid of it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't damage the diary. You can't spill ink on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Harry's hearing voices. Now is time to go speak to Dumbledore. Instead... Nah, I'm just going to defend this diary with my life. Yep. I've already had one of my two chats with Dumbledore this year. The second one is always on the last day of term. Mm. I've, yeah, I've used up my appointments. Harry is finding um, trouble uh, like getting out the, out the school because people still think he's the heir of Slytherin. Peeves uh, is still singing Oh Potter, You Rotter to him. But now he's mm. developed a little dance routine, right? Yeah. I can't. I can't even put into words mm. how like just embarrassing that is. Well, let me help you. Go on. Because I'm going to show you what I imagine the mm-hmm. dance routine to be. Okay. You ready for this? I'm going to stand up for this. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Oh Potter, you rotter! Oh, what have you done? Yeah. You're killing off students. It's all for good fun. <laughs> What did you think? God, I can't believe you prepared that at home. I prepared it in the car on the way here. I thought, what could that be? If it was anything like that, do you know? If, do you know what would have happened if he'd have done that at my school? Go on. So uh, Potter guys jumps out. Yeah. Starts doing that. Oh Potter, you yeah. rot! Yeah. And you'd get someone in year nine, probably a girl, going, "Oh no, what are you doing? Yeah. That is sad. That is. Oh no, go home. Oof. People making sick noises. <clears throat> and then you'd, <laughs> you'd be halfway through the dance routine. You'd you'd lose confidence in it. Oh, and halfway through is just that rotter. Mmm. Don't like that. Now, uh, I don't know what point. It's a, there's a bad morale throughout school. Oh, yeah. And uh, Gilderoy Lockhart goes, what this school needs. Gilderoy Lockhart goes... What this school needs is a morale booster. Yeah. Tapping his nose and walking off. I half expected after that for them all to go in the great hall and yeah. the, the big dining table just be lined with cocaine. Columbia's finest. <laughs> it's really going to pep everyone up, McGonagall. <laughs> Come on, everybody, sniff up. <laughs> it's odd, yeah, you know, Gilderoy's taking it upon himself to boost morale, mm. which is very interesting. But his idea is that he's hired um, 12 dwarfs yeah. to dress up as cupids. Yeah, and hand out Valentine's cards. Yes, yes. From him or from each other? Don't know. Don't know. Got a lot of questions about this gesture that yes. um, Gilderoy Lockhart has brought to the school. Yeah. So these dwarves, Yeah. there's no mention that they're just magical, is there? Are they... <laughs> Are no. they just like muggle normal dwarves? Are they wizards who happen to be yeah. who have dwarfism, who are just little people? Yeah. Yeah. Are these children? Yeah. Or are these adult men 
running round the school. Yeah. And in some instances, jumping on students, tackling yeah. them to the ground. Yeah. Is that what's happening? I think that's what's happening. <laughs> and it's like, what's the brief? You are going to deliver these Valentine's Day cards by any means necessary. <laughs> and I mean by any means necessary. He, ha- he tackles Harry, a dwarf. Yeah. This is mental. A little bit of me is thinking that this is even included is a little bit problematic. Yes. Because they're described in this chapter as dwarves. Yeah. It doesn't say magical or whatever. Normally, if like a, a, a new magical creep, yes. pers- like being is... Yeah. You know, introduced. Yeah. Are these like dwarves like in Lord of the Rings? Yes. Or are they like, um, you know, muggle world dwarves? I'm imagining like Lord of the Rings dwarves. Like, just because it's inappropriate in a way. Yes. Like, just because they're not, uh, they're like small people. Yeah. Doesn't mean like them running around the school or tackling students isn't sinister. Yeah. It's odd. And even the way that they're included makes it seem like a bit like light-hearted. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think the I think the humor is supposed to come from the idea that Valentine's Day is lovely and yet these gruff but I agree with you it's it's bad. Maybe we're thinking too much into it. Now the poem he he reads out, yeah? Yeah. We don't get to know who sent this poem, do we? No, I wanted to ask you this. Mm. Who do you think sent that poem? Well, what we know from the poem is that it's not romantic at all. No. It's like a bit matter-of-fact or comparing Harry's uh, features to things that aren't, you know, desirable. Yes. Like, his eyes are as green as fresh pickled toad. Yeah. Uh, His hair is as dark as a blackboard. Chalky? What? <laughs> Who sent it? I think yeah. I think it might have sent, someone sent it as a prank. Yeah, me too. Like Fred or George, yeah. or maybe Malfoy, yeah. or maybe, um, I don't know, Gilderoy Lockhart trying to be nice. Yeah, in my mind it was a prank, because I, my first thought was, well, who would want to send Harry a Valentine's card? And my only thought was Ginny. Mm. But then Ginny would not write that. Yeah. But I thought, why not write a little poem myself, a matter-of-fact poem about you? Oh! Right. A Valentine's matter-of-fact poem. Okay, I'm just imagining I've been uh, rugby tackled by a dwarf. Okay. Okay, go on His hair is cut like the summer grass. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. His beige trousers really show off his ass. Oh. (laughs) Um, Have him round for breakfast. There will be lashings of toast. For he is my dear podcast co-host. That is lovely. And I'm actually wearing beige trousers today. Which is, uh, I don't know whether that says more about me or you. I think you're wearing beige trousers every day of the week. (laughs) Um, I love that. That was really lovely. Yeah. I love you. (laughs) I can't believe they are this far into the school year. Yeah. And Ron still doesn't have a working wand. Oh, I wrote that down. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> is this boy supposed to get through the whole of school with this yeah. terrible, terrible wand? Yeah. It really annoyed me, this, the fact that he still has that faulty wand. And mm. sh- I think one of the teachers could fix it mm. or take it back to Ollivander's to get it repaired. Yeah, definitely. There's got to be something you can do rather than... Because it's dangerous more than anything else. Yeah. He could kill somebody... Flicking it about the wrong way. And he uses it all the time. Yes. He's constantly, like, flicking it about. Yeah. Uh, to no avail. Yeah. So, 
they're outside, whatever class, to have an argument with Draco. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harry spilled his, you know, ink... What do you call them? <clears throat> Wells. The ink blotter. Ink, yeah, ink well, all yeah. over the floor, mm. you know. Get these kids some biros. There's no need. Yeah. Like, Come on, know, yeah. It's like, the 90s. This, what are we doing here? Yeah. Draco grabs the uh, diary of Tom Riddle. Yeah. Uh, Harry gives him an uh, Expelliarmus. Mm-hmm. Couldn't wait to get it back. You know, yeah. the empty diary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he found the toilet. And then... Uh, and Ron catches him. Yeah. Which is the coolest thing I think Ron's ever done. He doesn't know that Expelliarmus is coming. The book flies in the air. Ron's caught it. I think, fair enough, that was cool. It's good that Harry's memorised Expelliarmus after hearing it from Snape. Expelliarmus. Ooh, I'll use that. Yeah. Every time I use my wand for the next seven years. <laughs> um, if there's one thing I remember from my days at school, it's hmm. Expelliarmus. Harry takes the uh, diary to bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's not got a pillow between his legs. <laughs> it's that bloody diary he keeps going on about. And he opens it up and he goes, hell. And he notes that the ink disappears into the pages. Yeah. He thinks, oh, why not? He writes in it, my name... Is Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. <laughs> no, he goes, my name is Harry Potter. Yes. Not sure if that's what I would have written. No. No? I think uh, I think I'd have drawn a great big pair of boobs in it. See what Tom Riddle thinks of that. <laughs> <laughs> I draw that and he writes back, cool, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think it's odd that Harry writes, my name is Harry Potter. Because it's almost as if he's expecting to talk to somebody. Yeah. Which is odd. Because he might have just written Harry Potter. Yeah. Or done his signature. Yeah. Or written the date. Yeah, something like that. Or, you know, yeah, why, why would you write my name is Harry Potter? Like Rumpelstiltskin, he wanted to get caught. Yes. My name is Harry Potter. My, my name, name is, is Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. My name is Harry Potter. Is your name Harry Potter? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are now free. As soon, now, he writes my name is Harry Potter. Mm. The ink disappears. New ink reappears, mm. saying, hello, Harry Potter. My name is Tom Riddle. At that point for me, the book is going out the window. <laughs> I would be absolutely terrified of that. Yeah. The book's going out the window. This, this diary's talking to me. Harry, he's like, oh, I, mean, I, can, I can reply to him. I can yeah. talk to him. Harry's not phased by anything. I've got the kind of personality where if that happened to me, I'd immediately woken Ron up. Yeah. Gone, check this out, boyo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can't keep anything secret. You come around here, I'm yeah. telling you everything I've eaten that day. You are. I'm telling you, you know, every little detail about me, mm-hmm. whether you're interested or not. Yeah. And I try to pretend. <laughs> but no, so he like writes and then they start chatting, him and this book. Oh, yeah. Once again. In this, when the second book, and I feel like this is like the tenth time, it says like Harry's mouth was hanging open. <laughs> Boy needs to get better control of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is one of the lesser known character arcs of the Harry Potter series, but you'll notice mm. as he gets older, he keeps his mouth shut a lot better. Mm. He's good at not leaving it gaping open. This conversation with Riddle, yeah. for me, is like a conversation with somebody at a party. Each reply from Tom Riddle gets longer and longer and longer. And he's, he's trapped Harry in the corner of the living room and he's talking about his holiday and his children. 
Mm. Oh, Tom! Do you find this a lot, do you? Yeah, Tom Riddle. I was talking to you because you seem to be the shy one who answers in one or two word replies. Now, you're doing monologues and I'm nodding. You've caught me in your trap. Mm. And now I'm suffering for my own kindness. Mm. Completely agree. They go, uh, (laughs) what has happened to you before? Yeah. I feel some people, they don't want to listen. They just want to talk. Yeah. They just want to yammy. And if you let them, they will. Yeah. And they, they don't seem to have any, like, they won't ask you, like, what do you think about, you know? Yeah. They won't ask you any questions. Yeah. But if you let them talk, they'll yammer on for ages and ages and ages and ages just because they want to talk. But that's the thing, like, if I... What is that, no self-awareness? Yeah, no self-awareness. Or just, they don't care. But for me, if I'm at a party, I'll try and spot those people immediately. And I'll go, oh, I'll avoid them. I've walked in, they're already talking mm-hmm. to a group of I'll avoid them. Why don't I ask that? That person looks shy. I'll talk to them. Oh, well, you know, how do you know the birthday boy? If I'm at a party, I'll get a bit nervous, walk upstairs, get a moment alone in the bathroom. Oh, lovely. Lock the door. Oh, comforting the dog. Turn the bath on. <laughs> a bit of bubble bath. Oh, lovely. Have a bath. Sometimes, I went a long time without having it. My old flat used to have a shower. Yeah. yeah. So that was the only chance I got to have a bath, when people would invite me around. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom, in your new place, I've noticed, mm. I'm eagle-eyed, you've got a bath. Yeah. I'm imagining you've been in it more than once. Yeah. Oh, for me, it's a must. I love a bath. Mm. I hardly ever shower because I'll bath as much as possible. <laughs> I love it. Getting those soapy suds around my dirty body. I'm the same. Run a hot bath, bubble bath. Climb in there, you know me, sleepy. Oh, yeah. Pillow between my legs. Yeah. Wake up next morning, ready for work. Perfect. <laughs> a lovely shriveled prune, ready for a day of toil. Now, Harry, he goes, um, the chamber, Tom Riddle goes to him, the chamber secrets was opened 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. And he says, tell me more, Harry says. Mm-hmm. And Tom Riddle goes, how about I show you? Mm. And he's like, okay. And Harry face plants, <laughs> face plants into the book, right? Yeah. And he appears in the old headmaster's office. Yeah. Harry, for a moment, doesn't realise he can't be seen. He's just a... This is a memory, you know. He's yeah. just witnessing something. And as you've said that, it started snowing. Isn't that beautiful? Now, for those of you who've never seen our live show, we play that music as people come in. And people think it's Harry Potter music, but it's not. It's Home Alone. It's Home Alone. (laughs) Same director, though, eh, film fans? Not a joke. Just a fact. (laughs) (laughs) So Harry, he starts going, uh, oh, he's in this office, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He thinks the guy can see him. Mm. Harry goes, uh, oh, sorry, I'll just leave then, shall I? Yeah. Uh, guy ignores him. Harry goes, so I'll get out your hair then, shall I? <laughs> guy looks through Harry because he can't see him. Yeah. Man stands up, starts closing the curtains. <laughs> Harry's like, might as well go then, shall I? Harry, get out. He's about to get undressed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're in a man's bedroom. He's about to get naked. An hour later when he's showering, <laughs> I better leave then, shall I? He's there weeks later. Don't mind if I head off. <laughs> Harry, why, is he, why is he not replying to me? 
I've watched this man bathe for the good part of two hours. <laughs> and he's not said a dicky bird to me. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. I want to ask a question. What? This is Riddle's memory. Yeah. How does Tom Riddle remember what happened <laughs> before he walked in the bloody room? Looking through the keel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what that's like from another angle. Maybe I can surprise him. <laughs> he can't... Oh, yeah, you know, look... Hey, do you want to see my memory? How have you remembered this? Mm. I'd have to say... So, um, he's... Tom Riddle goes in and starts talking with his headmaster. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't stay over the summer because yeah. we're afraid this monster will kill you. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tom Riddle's like, oh, what if we find out, you know, what if we find out a way to close the chamber? Yeah. And the headmaster's like, do you know anything about this? And yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He leaves the headmaster's office. Yes. Bumps into Dumbledore. One of the horniest chapters we've had, <laughs> like, since the burrow. Right? 100%. Uh, Dumbledore gives a uh, Tom a stare that Harry's also familiar with. Yes. He gives him a penetrating stare. Oh. Get your eyes out of me. <laughs> right? I want to say something about the film version of this. Yeah. Right. Now, this is Hogwarts 50 years ago, right? Which is... Uh, set in 1943. Okay. Right. So in 1943, in the flashback, it's Richard Harris <laughs> again, right? <laughs> he's Dumbledore, he's 50 years younger, but he looks exactly the bloody same. He's looking good. As Richard Harris. <laughs> now, as we know, the Fantastic Beasts films are in the same universe as the Harry Potter films. And the Fantastic Beast films, the first one is set in 1926, where Dumbledore is played by Jude Law. Mm. My God, he's aged in 17 <laughs> years and then stopped. Jude Law in 1926 to Richard Harris, months before death. You know, I can, you know I can put it down to? What? The gay lifestyle. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but out in the village... It's wild. They're up till about 9am. Yeah. <laughs> it takes it out of you. You can't be living that lifestyle. Hey, you <laughs> can't be dancing to with, an ABBA mega mix at three in the morning and not be knackered. Without, li- without it leaving you with a ten foot long beard. <laughs> <laughs> with a bubble in it. And some creases behind the eyes. <laughs> yeah. But Tom Riddle takes off. Harry's chasing him. He goes left. <laughs> goes right. <laughs> Sliding through a corridor. Tiptoe, tiptoe, tiptoe. <laughs> right? And they see no other than a teenage Rubius Hagrid stuffing a forbidden animal into a box. So horny, this chapter. Mm. Le- hairy little legs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was him. He didn't do it. Don't tell Dumbledore. Please. What is Hagrid doing? This guy, forever in his life, he can't not have a forbidden animal. Yeah. Hagrid. What's that? That that tarantula, whatever it is. What, what's it called? An acrobantula. Yeah. Yeah. That thing eats humans. Yes. Eats. Yes. Humans. For anyone who's read the. Fantastic Beasts films, it is, I think, I'm right in saying it's on the top level of danger. And he's got it in the forest. Yeah. And this thing, I suppose, gives birth. Like, it doesn't need a partner. Yeah. Because it's got a lot of children. 
Yeah, it was very weird. Well, at the minute, we, we, we've not really learnt about Aragog, but I'm assuming Aragog is also a little creature. Because Aragog's massive by the time, 50 years later, and he's only in a little box, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, very odd. But, like, Hagrid, you should be expelled whether you open the Chamber of Secrets or not. Yes. You've brought in a, like... An animal that will would would kill students. Yes, yeah. It's not the fact that it didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Oh, the bomb didn't blow up. You don't bring a bird riddled with bird flu into a school. It didn't peck anyone's eyes out. Don't matter. Don't matter, Goody. <laughs> Got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Riddle accuses, he tries to kill the animal, the animal runs off, Hagrid jumps on him going, no! And Harry does a long, piercing scream. Was that not the spider? No, Harry does that. I swear that was the spider. I think Harry does a long, piercing scream. (laughs) And out of it came something that made Harry let out a long, piercing scream. (laughs) No one but he could hear... I don't don't like that. Um, And it made Harry fly out of the book and he... Another horny thing. (laughs) Spread eagled on the bed. Landed spread eagle in his bed. (laughs) I'm ready for my massage. (laughs) I'm spread eagled on the bed. (laughs) But for me, can I say the idea that Hagrid... Opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. For me, is one of the best cliffhangers in this book series so far. Very good. Cliffhanger! <laughs> now, how many... How many... <laughs> how many little girls hiding in a U-band are you going to give this chapter out of five? I love this chapter. Mm. I'm really tempted to give it the full whammy. Yeah, but... It, no, there is going to be a but. It had drama, it had intrigue, it had the comedy. <laughs> I don't really like the Dwarves thing, as as don't you. Um, but it was good, and a big cliffhanger at the end. We feel like we're moving towards the end of the book, <laughs> building up to a climax, but for me, it's... Just not quite there. I'm going to give it four and a half. Little girls in a U-bend out of five. For me, this uh, chapter <laughs> took a real divergent from the divergence from the normal path. Yes, we've seen a lot of patterns. You know, uh, Malfoy having a go at them, them lunging at Malfoy. Boring, 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 boring. This yeah. starts off. Harry finds a book in a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Ron yeah. says, don't touch that, it's dirty. And he goes, no, no, me like, me like. Yeah. yeah. And takes a bit to bed with him. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. A new device. He writes in a book and it mm. throws him into someone's memories. Yeah. We're not seeing anything like that before. No. Very um, cool, very cool. A lot, like, really fun... A lot of funny things happen to this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it leaves us on a massive cliffhanger like that. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this chapter five little girls and you, Ben's out of five. Whoa! Loved it. Nearly a full house, but it was worth it. What a chapter. Now, are you ready for the most enticing 
segment, quiz. <gasps> quiz, 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 what school year was Tom Riddle in when the Chamber of Secrets was opened? He was in his fifth year. Correct. Question two. Who was the headmaster back then? Uh, Professor Dippitz. Correct, sir. Question three. And this is for... Uh, this is for... A pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Where did the, uh, the diary... First open, what does it where like? Did it open? What month did it bring him in? Um, June thirteenth. Correct, sir. Yes. Oh, pat on the back. Will it be audible? And it was. It was. Quiz, 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 quiz. Can I ask you some questions? How well will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz. How well will you do? How well will you do? Well, I guess. The time has come for everyone's favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Woohoo! Woohoo! Who who? Oh, that could be good. Who who's been messaging? And now I prefer what's in a beak this week. Now then, we've had a couple of lovely reviews. We've had a five-star review from BQSE from Germany. BQSE. You ain't got no other B you would like. <laughs> You're lovely. You're lovely. Now, she says, the best podcast. I highly recommend the Pottervision podcast and love every episode. Keep up the good work. Music to our ears. Lovely. And we've had another message from America this time from Alison D. Hey, how about a new uh, offer? Yeah. Any five star of you get some stickers? Oh, that'd be good. How about that? If you give us a five star review and... Prove that it was you, yeah. and send us your address. <laughs> we'll send you a sticker in the post. Yeah, how about that? That's a good deal, isn't it? Yeah. We, it's our pot vision guarantee, because we have bought a thousand stickers. Yeah. Now, Alison D from America gives us a five-star review, and she says, I found this podcast in November, and it has been such a fun thing to look forward to every week. America. America. And she says, Tom and Lucas are a great pairing and collaborate really well, which I agree with. I love that the structure of each episode is the same, and it's been fun following along with each chapter and seeing if my thoughts are similar to the guys' thoughts. Mm. Thank you for this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, it is true, because people get annoyed if we don't have Hedwig's droppings, or mm. there's only one question in the quiz. They get, they get the Do they? Yeah, they get I've the I've not up. heard that one question thing. Mm, somebody told them, they're like, oh, Ooh. I want the five questions. Who, Mum? Martina. I can't remember. And I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want to create an enemy for you. It was somebody. Martina, you've made an enemy. Hey, it wasn't Martina. <laughs> right. And uh, so those are our lovely two five star reviews. Please keep the reviews coming in and we'll send you a sticker. A Potvision sticker, not just a random one. Mm-hmm. Now we've had another message on Twitter from KCJ. KCJ. <laughs> 
Now he asks, <clears throat> when you take the polyjuice potion, uh-huh. do you just look like the person, mm-hmm. or do you have their physical and cognitive skills too? Mm. He says, imagine turning into Usain Bolt, but still taking half a minute to run the 100 metres, or becoming David Attenborough and knowing nothing about monkeys. He says it'd probably be safer going for someone like Bez from the Happy Mondays. <laughs> and not have any pressure on yourself. You just sway around. <laughs> hey, Bez is doing great. <laughs> Dancing about. But it, but I think the answer is you don't get any of their thoughts, do you? You just I, I look saw, like them. I saw Bez's car, Bez have his car clamped once. Did you? He was parked in a private car park yeah. in some, uh, some block of flats that my yeah. sister used to live in. Yeah. And there was Bez having his car clamped. Fantastic. Now, I kind of know Bez, but I don't know where... Uh, I wouldn't know what he looked like. Or what, what? what's their famous song, The Happy Mondays? Um, uh, don't know. If anyone knows any songs by The Happy Mondays, get in touch! Is that The Happy Mondays? Maybe. Well, Bez doesn't sing anything. No, he just dances, doesn't he? Yeah, he stands there and dances. Very good. Much like me during our part vision show. Mm. You do everything. I just dance. <laughs> so thank you very much, KCJ. Now, we did ask a Polyjuice Potion-related question on Instagram, asking people who would they turn into. Now, Ginge Pixel, he said Hagrid. He said the guy doesn't do a lot, does he? Drags a Christmas tree in every year, and that's about it. Very true. It's true, he leads a life of leisure, doesn't yeah. he, Hagrid? He just chills in with his dog. <laughs> now, Neve O'Neill says this as well. She says Hagrid to see what it's like being that tall. She'd like to be tall like Hagrid. Two Hagrid so far. And have Fang as the dog. And she says, or to be Hermione, to be smart. But you turn into Hagrid, but then imagine trying to go to bed that night in your own bed, you'd look like Tom from Tom and Jerry yeah. when he gets the brain injury and he thinks he's a mouse and he tries to get in Jerry's bed. <laughs> I want to see that episode. That's what it'd be like. Oh, I love Tom and Jerry. Listeners, if you remember that episode of Tom and Jerry where Tom thinks he's a mouse... Yeah. Don't know. Look out the window and appreciate life. (laughs) (laughs) One episode that comes to my mind is when Tom is doing a concert piano piece and Jerry is inside the piano messing about with the keys... Mm. And making the keys slap him in the face oh, and stuff. like an Oscar winner or something. That's a classic, that one. An absolute classic from Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Metro Goldwyn Mayer. <laughs> now, Martina, my girlfriend, has said... Oh, yeah, my she, enemy. Go your on. enemy, your arch enemy. So she would turn into a Highland cow. Oh, really? Why not? A Highland coo! A heady coo. Um, do they eat Highland cows? Scottish people. Mm. I assume so. Steak and that. Highland steak, Aberdeen Angus. Yeah. Mm, maybe. And a friend of the show, Lewis Shaw, would turn into Prince Andrew. <laughs> Why not? He's always wanted to know what it's like to not sweat. <laughs> That's his dream. Yeah, he's always been too scared to go to Pizza Express on his own. <laughs> so he wanted the confidence of this uh, questionable royal. I was in Pizza Express. <laughs> So thank you very much for shoving your letters into Edwig's gob. Please get in touch if you want to be getting a shout-out next week. We're on pottervision.com. You can type something in there. You can email us, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. Or just find us on social media. 
Pottervision on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you think Prince Andrew is innocent, use the hashtag free Prince Andrew. Hedrick's darlings. This has been the Potter Vision podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening and please keep supporting us mm. we're on facebook instagram twitter just search for potter vision and we have a website pottervision.com and you can get in touch with us via the chat box on there mm. also if you want more potter vision content we've got a patreon page it's got bonus episodes two bonus episodes a month at the moment we're looking at the three companion books Quidditch Through the Ages, Fantastic Beasts, and The Tales of Beedle the Bard. All very fun stuff. We've also got our 2019 live show. There's a recording on there, and you get key rings and posters and all sorts of stuff. Check it out, patreon.com slash pottervision. Next week, it's episode 31, and it's chapter 14 of book two, Cornelius Fudge. I've been Lucas Kirkby. I've been Tom Lawrenson. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.